episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Well, dude, thank you for joining us on the show again. It's uh, definitely awesome to see you. The new Werewolves album, From the Cave to the Grave, is out on June 24. I've heard it, and uh, I really dig it. It was uh, completed a year ago, but only coming out this year. What what held up the album's release? Was it the vinyl side of things? Adele? Uh, uh, a little bit of that, but plus, like, you know, our, our record label, Prosthetic Records, they're like, can you please not work us to death? Like, you know, just one <laughs> album a year. Um, so we can, like, you know, release all our other bands as well. And that's fair enough. Like, you know, if they fully unchained Matt and Dave, then, you know, I'm sure they'd be, like, going every six months or so. And they'd probably end up killing me as well. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's the quote in the presser. Um, the album sounds like the last one, but better. And I agree, although I really like the last two. I've said that to you many times before. But, I mean, how do you think you guys, you know, improved as a band with each release? The, you know, with this one, of course. Like, how, yeah. how, what did you guys learn from the last one that you sort of brought to the table? Um, <laughs> learn? That's not kind of our style. Um, <laughs> look, I think, I th- you know... It's a hard question to answer because we really don't really we, we really don't turn our brains on for any of this shit. Um, but I think with the first album, that was us having a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second second album, like uh, what a time to be alive, was us sort of working out what we do well together um, and sort of going, oh, he's he's kind of like a style of our yeah you know, a style of our own sort of. And album three, I think, is us knowing what we do well, what we're about, and you know, chopping even more of the fat off and bumping up the BPM like a you know a little bit higher and stuff. So yeah, it's sick. Yeah, like it's it's really hard to quantify though. Like you know, if we thought about what we were doing, I'm sure it'd be easier. But like you know, we just kind of like wake up with sore fingers and a sweaty ass, and it's like another album's finished. Because <laughs> I know the last time we spoke. You said that, you know, this one was already written and ready to go. But between then, I mean, what was it? You had, wait, this is album number 28 for you guys or something? You've already like 40 albums? It feels like every time we do one, Matt's like, all right, only 98 to go to work at 100, yeah. Um, No, this is album number three. Um, And the crazy thing about it is when we recorded, when we recorded the instruments for album three, we also recorded all the drums, guitar, and bass for album four as well. Um, so that's just about ready to go, but I've been slowing it down, like, because, um, yeah, I, I do the vocals and lyrics. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, give me give me a good six months at least or, you know, maybe even, you know, 10 months for me to come up with something a little bit different. Like, you know, I, I admire... Mortician and Slayer, like never evolving or changing or anything like that. But I'm kind of like, you know, maybe just a tiny little bit of difference between each album. So it also gives me a good chance to sort of like see what's happening around everywhere and sort of like drawing a bit of that into the lyrics as well. Yeah, it's I, I do like the lyrics. 
on this one. Is some, some I didn't real, offend you? Yes, it did. And I loved it. It was sick. Yes. It's some so <laughs> and there's some real good zingers on here, eh? Right. I don't even <laughs> want to spoil it. Like I had uh it was another day I had to drop out our junior at work off to to school. <laughs> and I was like and I was like put it on it's like fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you and he was having a good time i was having a good time you yeah. know it's what it's about yeah swearing's awesome like, <laughs> and we've read swearing's the coolest thing ever I never let any teacher or adult tell you otherwise it's just the best <laughs> um i'm actually really happy with uh track number two uh we are better than you which is um <laughs> yes. it's out on youtube at the moment but uh i'd sort of got questioned a little bit in some German interview where the guy like asked if, you know, I was worried that people would think I was misogynist because I dropped the C-bomb. And I think we actually talked about that on the last show. We did, yes. And as a result, I think I chucked about four or five of them like in that track, like we are better than you. So, you know, for a while I was kind of like, oh, my God, people might think I'm misogynist. Like, And then I was like, idiot, you're making a, a... a regressive, knuckle-dragging, drooling, fuckhead death metal album. Double <laughs> down, <laughs> like put more in. Yeah, that's, so that's exactly what we did. Yeah, and I was just like, was it the lyrics? Uh, was it the lines? You cunting fuckhead, fuckwit, and how deep <laughs> by our music got me pretty good. <laughs> They're the good ones. Like I was I, like, I don't that's, know. That's a I don't know if I can top that. I don't know if I, don't, I was. I was trying to write the lyrics to album four, like the other night. And I, was, I, was, I thought I was doing pretty good. And then I kind of like went back and like had a peek at album three and I was like, oh, geez, it's, it's not abusive enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I mean, are, are there any other ones that, you, that you're particularly proud of? Um, uh, actually, the last track called Watch Your Mouth. Um, I'm... Really proud of that one, but not for kind of like an imbecilic sort of like <laughs> we're using so many naughty words, like you know, in that one or like oh we're being so thick in that one. It's got this sort of like vibe to it, um, delivery that kind of reminds me like when I got into death metal, like that was back in the early nineties, and I just moved to Melbourne, and everyone was hanging out at the Great Britain Hotel or the Sarasands, and like there was, you know, the the places where it was all happening at down in Melbourne, and like you know couple of nights a week you'd have you know, all the great Australian bands sort of like playing there and there was a definite vibe around that time like musically um really properly experimental kind of edgy shit yeah. uh, uh, and there's there's a couple of moments where I feel like you know we're, we're sort of touching on that sort of vibe it's a bit of a nostalgia trip for me to everyone else it'll sound like a fucking ruckus but like um yeah, to me, it kind of like bits of it remind me of like you know seeing damage for the first time. So yeah, I kind of enjoy that. Just some of those moments where they're like you know skits would drop to half time and Jamie would yeah, yeah. go full as advanced, and you just feel like someone's squeezing your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about it's to like spurt out everywhere. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's another thing: is I recently spoke to Jay from Friends all about this. Is being a parent with these offensive, <laughs> offensive lyrics because like you just do it and then you you've got your kids and they sort of grow to that age where they figure out what dad does and they want to listen to what dad does like 
how what's your, what's your take? Because I've got some that I I want my daughter, like my kids, to be like, don't don't listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, there's <laughs> yeah, there, there's stuff I'd never have them like. You know, I'd never push them to listen to. But funnily enough, that's probably more like the the NWA tracks. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I think there's a hell of a lot worse stuff out there than, than death metal. Death metal is so obviously over the top. It's hard to take seriously. Yes. Um, the funny thing is, is the youngest one, which is 11, 12 next month. Um, well, is it uh, yeah, every now and then my werewolves t-shirts will go missing and like, you know, <laughs> I'll find out she's wearing them. And when she found out we were playing live, she started giving me this real big hassle, like going, Aww. you know, are you going to do an all agents show? And I was like, Oh, yeah, uh, you know, she goes, I want to come and see you guys do an all-ages show. And I'm like, oh, you really want to see this? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm going to bring my friends along. And I was like, all right. Yeah. You know, I, I want to sort of like be fully into it up there yeah. and like, you know, spittle flying everywhere and just like leaders coming out at 120 decibels, like just mowing people down. I don't want to be second-guessing myself, sort of like going, uh, <laughs> so you're going to be telling the therapist about this in a decade? <laughs> um, but having said that, there's been times they've sat in the car and I've had like a metal mega mix going. One of our tracks has popped on and I've, I know what's coming up lyrically and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I better fast forward this. And they're like, Sam, we know what you're saying. It's all right. It's cool. Mum uses much worse swear words. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that don't lie. She's got a mouth like a fucking sailor. <laughs> I had one yesterday. I was watching a, my, my, my little dude's five. And I was watching this little snippet of a, a thing on, on YouTube about some, some you know, they just got the reels. They get sucked into it. And some mm-hmm. dude telling a joke. And then a sample blinked on from um, Inbetweeners. And he goes, well, fucking. And I was like, oh. And then he turns to me and he goes, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, dude, no, 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 don't, don't ever repeat that. And he's like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I was, I was quite lucky in that, like, they're already ruined by the time like I entered this family and household. So, yeah, there's, there's probably pretty much nothing I can say that's gonna top that. Um, yeah, it's funny that North also probably early Cannibal Corpse, like back when Chris Barnes was in it, and Mm. there, there, you know. A bit too bonus striking about the whole sort of like violent misogyny sort of thing. Yeah, I love it. I don't mind it. Um, whether they need to hear that, like until they're yeah. probably a bit older. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm very much for however much a, a depraved, deviant, pervert fuck I've turned into. I am also very much like, you know, you're a kid once, be a kid. There's plenty yeah. of times for you to be like, you know, wearing a doggy collar like you know held by a thalidomide dwarf getting walked into hellfire club so you can get your meat filled it's plenty of time for that sort of shit like yeah and the music that goes with it but you know right now it's time for like playing with your chickens helping us plant vegetables and yeah you know asking me to buy them puppies and getting refused <laughs> man no, it- i'm terrible yeah no no I was I was the one asking for a puppy. I've got a puppy. I'm actually surprised that she's not going off now. But um, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Hey, like I I put it on, put the brutal stuff on the car. My kids are like, 
And I'm like, you're gonna listen to it, you know. But yeah, but um, they don't. I only skip the stuff that's obviously. I'm a full like for for what I listen to. I am. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm like you. I'm like be a kid. Don't swear. Yeah. Don't listen to your old man stuff. Yeah, well, there'll be time for that. And I, you know, the the youngest also plays the drums there, and like you know, occasionally has a go at blasting, and that warms the heart. It does. Um, yeah, it's it's actually really funny. Like between the two of them, the oldest one, she looks she looks pretty alternative. You see her, and you know, you'd say that oh, she's definitely the metalhead, but no, she probably digs pink more than anything. Um, and the youngest one is like a, a girly girl does like you know dance competitions and you know watches TikTok makeup videos at eleven. My God. Um, but uh, yeah, she's also the one that's kind of like, I'm coming to the death metal gig. Yay. I'm going to wear like a sadistic execution t shirt. Yay. You know, I'm like, oh. Man. <laughs> yeah. Half, warms half proud, half a little bit going, what am I doing? <laughs> you got to teach him the lyrics. That would be the best. Imagine that. Oh, no, just and just get up there, throw him a mic. Yeah. I've got to make one of them at least more brutal than I am, which I think is setting the bar reasonably low. You've got to, yeah, you've got to pass it forward. You know, you've got to yes. teach the new generation to keep the the brutals going. I totally agree with that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, there's there's the funny stuff, there's the brutal stuff, and offensive stuff on the on the on the album. But uh, is there a overall sort of underlying serious Any more message? message? Mm. Uh, mm, nah, not really. Um, it's just, you know, crazy fists, just throwing punches at absolutely everyone. Um, what was it? There's, I, I, with each album, we seem to have sort of like got a little bit of, I, I think almost distilled, because we do it so spontaneously and like without thinking and just automatically and stuff like that, we seem to be able to drag in a little bit of what's happening around us kind of into each album. The first one sort of felt like, you know, when everything went fucking mental in 2020, I, it felt like like that, like, you know, chaos just erupting. Um, what a Time to Be Alive, I think, caught the the end of, I, I guess, what you call the Trump years in the United States and the, the full anti-vax um, sort of like movement uh, or the post-truth movement through like... Uh, um, you know, the Western world, it sort of, it, it grabbed in lots of that and a lot of the writing that was happening. I, I'd written about riots and overturned cars on the first track. And I think like the day the album came out, like Black Lives Matters riots were happening everywhere. So um, with the third album, uh, it feels like um, great, <laughs> I'll try not to wank on too much about this, but it feels like a great geopolitical competition has like now, broken out it's been sort of simmering on the pot for a while and now it's on the boil uh and a lot you know a lot of the songs the material is there's a track called harvest of the skulls um about genocide or about being coerced into performing genocide we've got crushing heaven's mandate which is an an anti uh ccp or chinese communist party track um You know, uh, but then we've got like us saying we are better than you and we've got like all the better to eat you with, which is just a like song it. about like, you know, diving into not taking responsibility. I really like self-help book burning um, just because 
it's just such a cruel thing. Like, you know, someone trying to like better themselves in their life and you just like, you know, and just <laughs> us taking a big lyrical shit all over that. Um, to, <laughs> kicking people when they're down, that sort of vibe, yeah. Um, so that kind of seems to be, if there's going to be a general vibe, it's sort of like, you know, um, the dust is settled not for things to go back to normal, but for even greater things to go wrong. You know, that seems to be the feeling. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Fuck knows what I'll do for him for. <laughs> Just flip it completely and, and all positive, heartfelt messages. I reckon if I give it another <laughs> month or two, like Russia will drop an, a, you know, a nuclear bomb on Ukraine and then like album four, every song can be about like nukes and radiation and shit like that. Good one. full 80s. We so. oh, do our repulsion that. album. <laughs> Everything in neon. Mm, as, yes. Yeah, nice no. neon glow in the dark vinyl. <laughs> All the oh, no. <laughs> Matt and Dave would be like, just not metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marjuk would never do that. Neither will we. <laughs> Man, I, I gotta say, I do I do like the samples on here too. I mean, you got the opening one is from Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. That's right. And you got that's right, yeah. Uh, Rick Sanchez in all the better to uh, to eat you with, right? Oh, it, oh, hold on a sec. Uh, oh, you might be thinking uh, the one brick top at the end from Snatch at the end of uh, We Are Better Than You. Now, yeah, fuck off. That one. No, not that one. No, uh, there's one where he's like, I'm a, I'm the god of death. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. I've forgotten how our own songs go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. And, and then you got Mick Taylor as well. We do. In um, uh, Oedipus. I can't even say it. Oh, Oedipus Tyrannus. Yeah. Fuck. That's I need to listen to that album again, eh? Shit, it's getting released <laughs> in about a month. <laughs> I've listened to it a lot. So oh. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. As I said, I was like, you know, I was like, if you get into my car, you're going to listen to this album. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember when I was growing up, like if someone played you a death metal album, it wasn't so that you could get off on like the beautiful arpeggios and sort of like, oh my god, can you hear the work he's doing on the ride? You know, <laughs> it was so that they could be like, can you believe how fucking offensive this shit is? Like, you know, oh my god, it's over the top. Um, yeah, and I want, I, I wanted to sort of have that effect. I think we all do. Yeah. Like, we want it to be. Yeah, totally over the top. The other thing as well is, um, yeah, uh, someone was doing a, uh, a year, uh, end of 2021 best of list and what a time to be alive was on it. It was like um, the, it, it was Jackie Smith's on his podcast with like um, uh, Mike Hills from uh, Themes. Um, and they both had a number three or something like that. And when they were talking about the other bands, it was kind of like serious and atmospheric. And, and this, when they talked about you know, our album, they were just kind of like laughing and giggling. And I'm kind of like, yes, that's the, that's the response that I want. I, you know, when someone gets to the end of it, even if they don't get it, I just want to go, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's, so a, yeah, yeah, done that. it's a good one like that. So I've got, uh, I've got an album by Dave the Great. Dave Brocky, you know, Dave mm. Gore, um, that I put on if I'm gauging how to offend somebody, if we can be true friends or not, and if they get fully offended, we can't be friends. If they're laughing <laughs> hysterically at how awful and offensive it is, 
Mm-hmm. Friends for life. Made some good friends that way. Lost some as well. But <sighs> <laughs> you got to have those albums. You need those albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always got to be someone doing them. Like, yeah, I miss AC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we were on. You could say it. I think I was on Earache back when they released 40 More Reasons to Hate Us, and like half the songs were like ripping into Dig. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I I thought it was brave for them, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I I admire just how far they went just to like find the line and just like leap across it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, mate. That's it. But uh, of course, I mean, you've got your first couple shows coming up. Uh, very soon, you've been jammed, been seeing you being jamming for that. Uh, three albums or 33 albums, I don't know where you're up to, but um, <laughs> 54. But uh, how, how are you pulling that set list together with all those those bangers? How's that? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, we're like, I think this year we'll mostly be doing songs off the first couple of albums. Mm. Um, there's only you know, one or two from like uh, from the cage to the grave that will play live, um, and we figure you know everyone needs a chance to catch up like with it live. Um, so it's it, it's slightly tricky. Look, Matt and Dave are over in um, uh, Melbourne. I'm over in Adelaide. Yes. Uh, so we've had we had one rehearsal where we we went through the set about four times or so, and that's our rehearsal. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I think Matt and Dave are still like rehearsing together. Yeah. And whenever they catch up for a Bremerland jams. Um, and I'm definitely practicing at home. Um, but it's you know, I don't know, don't know what's gonna happen when we get up there. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Like I've had one slightly similar experience to this before. I played with an English uh, death metal band called Mithras. Um, and that had like, uh, I was on bass and vocals for that and had a really solid guitarist, really solid drummer playing from, and it's, it's so much fun playing this stuff when you don't have to worry about the rest of the band. Like I've got it drilled into my nervous system from like Berserker days, like the first 300 shows where just pretty much every show something went wrong or someone fucked up real bad or whatever. Um. Yeah, I still remember one show here in Adelaide where like we started a song and all four of us were playing a different song like at the start and just and having to try and coalesce onto the same song and we're kind of like but wearing masks so you can't do that sort of like you know ESP sort of like band fucking thing where you kind of like all look at each other as like doing eyebrow signs and stuff to work out what to do um, just like looking at our rubber faces like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, playing live always used to be like a pain in the ass. Me didn't enjoy it, but with these guys, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good fun. And the other thing as well is like you know, even though some fuckheads are calling us technical death metal, it's it's pretty gruesomely basic shit. Uh, so I, you know, I don't think it's it doesn't matter quite so much if like every beat is perfect or every lyric perfectly placed or announced or if like Matt fucks up a, a chord or something like that. You know, I, I think I've said it a few times. One of my favorite like, you know, live gig clips is um the Libertines, like uh, a British kind of like indie band yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they're, they're playing horror show uh, at a squash, I think, in Camden. Um, and, you know, at the start of the song, they're already out of time and out of tune. Um, and then, like, I think someone, like, gets their guitar unplugged in the first 30 seconds and he's so fucked that he can't, like, plug it back in. Pete's, like, lost into the crowd. <laughs> the entire mic stand goes in there. There's one, there's, there's probably a good 30, 40 seconds where the only instrument still going is like the drums. <laughs> so, to me, but it looks like if it, it looks like so much fun, there's so much energy there. And if you said to me, hey, do you want to be like, you know, in a venue watching like brain drill, like, you know, arpeggiate for like uh, an hour, or would you prefer to be at? that Libertines show where like the instruments are barely plugged in, I'd be like, the Libertines show, man. Give me the chaos. Give me that fucking chaos, eh? Yeah. Yeah, a riot (laughs) versus everyone standing there like, yeah. What string game is that? Man, I I, I don't know. I I can definitely relate about that that whole thing with when playing shows. It makes it memorable when things sometimes go wrong. We played one Friday night in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Our drummer, his car broke down. So we all we got to play was two songs. <laughs> and it was just fucking mental for two songs. We were just like, fuck it. We'll just go up and we'll just do it. And it was yeah. rad. It was like, why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes oh, you're lucky they let you play only two songs, dude. That's great. Yeah. But I mean, we were just, we were just like, man, we'll just fucking go up there and just put everything into these two and it was and it was great ended up being one of the most memorable shows we've ever played despite the uh issues of the transport yeah, yeah. I, I think if you go up there sort of like walk on a stage or sort of like going all right all right am i warmed up like yeah, yes, yeah. okay now cool and i'll play perfect no i think if you go up there and your mind's elsewhere and you just kind of like come screeching on a stage and like and start playing yeah, yeah that's yeah. There's some really good energy there, like, um, and it's, that's what it's all about. It gets picked up by everyone. That's it. That's it. There, that's it. There's a genuine energy there. But um, of course, is there a full to Zoom's doing that yelly thing at you where it's like, "We're well, running out of time. Give me money." Eh? Um, yeah. I hate when it does that. So uh, Are we going to do a full tour of like Australia and Asia, yes. and Europe, and the world? Yes. <laughs> no, look, I don't know. Um, we got to see how shows go. Uh, everything we do with this band, like we kind of, we do one thing, um, it goes well, we do the next thing, but we don't try and do a great big master plan or anything like that. Mm. Um, and as a result, that makes things more fun, but also it doesn't, <clears throat> it does make us feel like we're getting, well, for me anyway, like I'm getting dragged out of my depth. Like, uh, yeah. I've had I've had my anxiety issues over the years, um, and this is great for me. I can work like like the clappers and play heaps of shows as long as it's all taken step by step. And like I don't yeah. wake up one day with in my inbox like you know a full itinerary for like planet Earth. Um, I know people are sort of like going, oh, I'll come to Brazil, oh, I'll come to Germany, play the states, full thirty show tour, and it's like, let us get these shows yeah. out of the way first. Apart from the fact that we're all, you know, in our 40s and we've all got, like, careers, partners, financial commitments, like, you know, Dave is probably best suited to, like, just tear off, like, a month or so. Yeah, yeah. And that myself, it is a big deal. Um, not saying that we're not going to do it, but when you're in your 20s, you can plunge into the great unknown. 
uh, and sort of go into it going, I don't care if like, you know, we're eating our toenails. I don't care if like we don't get paid. I don't care if people don't turn up to shows. I don't care if it's a disaster. I just want to do it, man. I just want to go out there and live my life 100%. And when you're 40, no, you don't have the energy for that shit. It's kind of like, I need to know that on some level, this is going to work. I need some evidence for that. That's I it. need to know that I'm not going to come home like broken PTSD. Like, uh, you know, I need to know that like while we're preparing for this and making sacrifices to do it, so is the booking agent promoters. And we don't turn up and like there's a big stack of unused posters like under the couch in the band room of the venue, like when we get there. So, yeah. <laughs> and if if that means that it doesn't happen, um, uh, I don't, not particularly fast. Um, personally, what I'd like to do uh, would be to do shows, have yep. them go well, have everyone like stoked with it and leave a trail of happy uh, venues, promoters and booking agencies behind us. Maybe not venues after like, they have to clean up all the dead bodies off the floor and shit. But, um, and then, <laughs> as if. <laughs> and, oh, uh, well. <laughs> and then uh, maybe go on to doing festivals. One of the things I really liked with Mithras was like they weren't about like playing these massive, you know, month-long tours of anywhere. It was like get a little UK tour done of like three or four shows. Um, all right, next show, um, co-headlining Brutal Assault, um, playing to 10,000 people. And that's what it's about, I reckon. Like, you know, play to more people yeah. in the one show that would see you in an entire year. And... You know, I'm the least experienced out of the guys. I've played probably three or 400, like, little venues. Um, and I was sick of it by time number 100. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure the other guys, like, you know, prefer something a little bit different as well. So yeah, we'll see how it turns out, really. Man, well, I definitely hope Brisbane or Gold Coast are, are squeezed in there somewhere. I really want you guys up here uh, for my 40th shindig but it just didn't work out <laughs> but um sorry congratulations for 40 yeah <laughs> thank you but i'm hoping i'm really hoping we you know you get up here because i i just want to see you guys like i just want to see you melt faces i just want my face to just be peeled right back so you have a stick i'll buy a shirt you know um oh you, you wouldn't recognize me like i, I realized whenever we chat i'm all like hey like that and big time it's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, half an hour of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of face. So yeah, just <laughs> you got you got that stanky face going. You got to do it, eh? Like it just comes. Yeah, out, like squeeze it? one out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. like half hour, and then I come back. I'm like, hey girls, how you going? You know. Just, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, look, you know, we we do want to play over in Australia. It looks like it will be a bit easier this year. Yeah. Um, Matt and Dave, at the start of the year, they were kind of like, oh, I don't know if, if it's worth even bothering booking shows. And I was like, no, let's let's book shows. I'm pretty sure that things will be a bit chaotic this year, but we will be able to get into state and play like a few gigs. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, and it would be good to get around Australia as well. Like, here's the thing. Like, Wells is almost a vehicle as well for, like, you know, supporting our other bands. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I'm sure there will be a point where, like, a Bramalon or Cycroptic or someone play like Brisbane, um, and we'll get dragged into the mix, which I'm totally fine with. Dave, maybe not so much, so we'll see how he survives after, like, uh, <laughs> after the transfer double header. 
<laughs> Dave Fest, that's what he needs. But um, brother, it's been awesome hanging with you again, and I'm, uh, I appreciate that you did it under the uh, under the circumstances. You fucking legend. Oh yeah, oh, look, I was going to say for anyone who didn't hear it, I've got COVID at the moment. I was diagnosed this morning. Um, I'm so fucking high on uh, Codrill right now. Like, <laughs> keeps you marching on, keeps you fucking flapping your arms and flying a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. Need a, yeah. a, some sponsorship. That'd be a good one. No one would ever sponsor us. God, could you imagine like the, the Twitter cancel fest that would erupt? <laughs> the, Did you see what they said in that fucking <laughs> We Are Better Than You song? <laughs> it could be used in an ad. But, uh, mate, thank you so much again. Hopefully, we'll see you very soon. We'll have all the links to the new Werewolves album from the from the Cave to the Grave. See, I said it right. Um, yes. Down here, brother, you get better soon. Take care of yourselves, and uh, see you soon. Thank you very much. We are Fuck Wolves from the Planet Dead Shit, and we've got our new album like uh, from the Cave to the Grave out on June 25th. Uh, or is that our first gig? It's on out on June 24th, first gig in Sydney, June 25th, Grey Bar, and then Melbourne, July 8th. Don't know what shows by our shit. I will have the links. I'll throw all the links down here. Hey, man, get better, dude. And I'll, um, I'll, I'll see you soon. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs>